Hello, uh, today is Father's Day, June 19th, 2022. Uh, right now it's 2.54pm and I have exactly one hour to record this episode. Welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGame.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions and anything said in this podcast. The future podcast should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in PayPal and AMD. Thank you. Uh, just with a, a life, quick life update, uh, I'm feeling brand new like i'm feeling good i feel like i still had a little bit of the covid fatigue in the earlier um portions of this week but now i am feeling like like a rock star i'm feeling super solid um and i'm just glad that uh i had that life experience <laughs> i guess that's just the silver lining in the situations that i can finally say that i got covid and it sucked but uh yeah definitely glad to be here and recording today all right, and before we get into earnings, uh, Monday is a federal holiday. Uh, it is Juneteenth. Uh, just so I don't butcher any sort of definition here, I typed in what is Juneteenth into Google, uh, and just to have everybody informed and up to date, Juneteenth is a cause for celebration, the holiday also called Emancipation Day and Jubilee Day, uh, celebrates the day that slaves in Galveston, Galves. Galveston, Texas, were finally informed of their freedom, even though pre President Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation two years prior. And following Juneteenth, our day off on Monday, we have Lazy Boy After the Bell on Tuesday, uh, Steel Case After the Bell on Wednesday, Before the Bell on Thursday, we have Accenture and Rite Aid, After the Bell on Thursday, you have FedEx and BlackBerry, and then before open on Friday, there is CarMax. So I did a little bit of extra digging just because I was like a little curious on what uh, like Lazy Boy has been up to. As expected, um, right, like luxury goods and home improvement have gone up. So I was just thinking like, oh, you know, maybe furniture has been doing really good. And it has. Fur furniture uh, did really well, at least Lazy Boy, uh, up until like March of 2021. Where it started correcting, found some like support at the $36 area, and then now it's chilling about like 30% lower at the $23 area. Uh, Lazy Boy has a market cap of $1 billion. Like it's it's just $1 billion, 1.00B. Uh, and the price to earnings ratio is 8.03, which I think is probably kind of high for a furniture company. Um, but its dividend yield is 2.85%, which I believe is pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, this is pretty solid if you were a really big fan of just Lazy Boy in general. But um, other stocks that I was particularly interested in include FedEx. I think FedEx will tell a lot just about how like e-commerce is doing, just with like package rates and just, uh, just how much traffic that they've been getting in for just deliveries. And then, of course, I think all of uh, Wall Street Bets will always be looking at meme stocks, which makes me look at meme stocks, and that is BlackBerry after close on Thursday. Um, the used car market, or CarMax, is something to look forward to, especially on uh, Friday before open. Uh, CarMax reporting Friday before open. Uh, and wait, is that Carnival... Cor is Carnival Corporation the the like the cruise thing? Carnival Corp. Is this is this the cruise line? Uh, it is. Okay, so yeah, there there's also 
cruise line there's a cruise line uh reporting before open on friday which i'll probably take a look at too just because i'm trying to just try and get like a a feeling on what luxury how luxury is doing nordstrom did pretty well for their earnings nordstrom i just want to see if they like tapered off from their good earnings report and stuff and uh nordstrom has been doing really like in terms of my like my portfolio has been doing really well. Nordstrom's been trading pretty flat. Their dividend pays three point eleven percent. P and E ratio eleven point three. Something think about it during inflation is like the rich people aren't as impacted, so they're gonna still buy the normal stuff that they buy. You know, <laughs> like the fifty dollar underwear. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm just trying to get a good focus uh, or um, a good self. Uh, I, I do. What is the word I'm looking for? Like, I want to know just for my own sake how luxury is doing. I'm sure there's a word to describe that phrase, but that's just what I'm doing. So I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> so I usually never talk about crypto, um, but as most of you know, because I I believe like most of uh, my fan base also trades crypto alongside with stocks and options. Um, crypto took a deeper dive. I think that's the most like cordial way I could say it. Um, it they took it took a deeper dive uh, yesterday on um, Saturday. So uh, Ethereum touched nine oh two, so nine hundred two dollars. Uh, Bitcoin touched seventeen uh, k and was at one point seventeen thousand seven hundred eighty four dollars. Um, it's it's rebounded a lot since then. Uh, Bitcoin is now uh, hovering at twenty k or at twenty point three k, and Ethereum is now at one point one k. And the recent like the recent dip, and I, because it's just been dipping a lot, or it's been correcting a lot, it's been crashing a lot. Whatever you, however you want to phrase it, um, a lot of this recent news has been off of the Celsius, like. They, they call themselves not a bank, but they do all these things that are bank-related. They, they give out loans on, of crypto, um, and they also invest your money, and they promise you yields of return. The only thing that they say that they're, they're not a bank is because a bank is licensed, and they're not licensed. And that, to me, is even more monkey s. But anyway, um, that has been uh, crashing the market because of just how unstable it's been. It, they, like, froze their... Um, they froze their token or their coin and whatnot, and people were getting super scared and wanting to get out. Um, and you know, if you want your to get your money out, they're no longer able to like invest your money to like promise um, and fulfill the promises of like these insane yields. Like you would be getting like eight to twenty percent uh, interest basically on whatever you invest with Celsius. But now that everyone's taking their money out, they're no longer able to like say promise those yields and then that creates a chain reaction where uh, the prices get lower people are less confident and then people are now stuck in positions where their token or their coin is frozen and so it's caused a huge amount of drama in the crypto world and just a lot of instability and and like lots of fud fear uncertainty and doubt and uh, i gotta say these types of movements are the movements where you know everyone's just getting out calling bitcoin a scam and then um you know it, it somehow rips later i'm not gonna promise that it rips later but this is usually what bitcoin and ethereum do right like they 
they they run hard and they crash hard and then but then you know you just see higher highs and higher lows so it's hard to say I don't, I'm not a big advocate of like telling people like oh you should start buying now and all that stuff because you should do whatever you're comfortable with but this is just an observation right like if you ever thought that crypto was a good idea in like the last like two years this is the type of action that you want to be able to say responsibly dollar cost average in but most people from my experience most people i meet in real life do not dollar cost average they love just like hearing that like oh it's a good time to buy and they just slam everything and then like maybe it keeps going down and then they're like oh you know what i'll just realize this loss oh it's just not a good time for me uh, and they re rinse and repeat that cycle. But imagine if you were just like dollar cost averaging this entire time, it'd be less sweaty to continue investing right now just because, quote, how much lower can it go? But there's always two sides to that coin. And it's like, yes, as soon as you don't think it could go any lower, it can definitely go lower. So be careful, right? I love seeing the quote. Just like from some innocent like FinTwit trader or like some crypto trader just in some comment sections, just uh, how much lower can it go? Like they're not even sarcastic or anything. That's just like literally what they think because they just don't know any better, right? It can always go lower than you think. So just make sure you're protected make sure you're doing the things that you want to do and you're not following say like the crowd and you just making sure that in any event that it does go to zero that your life is going to be okay right like that's the entire philosophy of like just investing responsibilities like you got to make sure you're always protected and a huge part of protection is not only hedging uh and not only necessarily just strategy it's a lot of not using the money that you cannot afford to lose you know it, it seems so so obvious that um, you, you know, you shouldn't play with the money that you can't afford to lose, but we all do it. It's like, it's just part of our system. We, we know that, um, we want to make the most amount of money. And if the more money we put in, the more money we make. But, um, sometimes a gentle reminder of things that happen around us, like people blowing up on wall street bets, maybe, or other subreddits or Twitter, um, or just like emails that I might've read here before. It's a good, good reminder to make sure you're not doing anything too reckless because right now the market, yeah, it's super, super scary. And as it gets more and more scary uh, and the more times we tr like try to bottom out or find a bottom, you're going to start seeing people saying like, okay, now it's a safe time to go uh, and start investing or now it's a safe time to go all in. And you're going to be very, very tempted to just slam everything. But then chances are we might just continue this pattern where we get all these dead cat bounces or all these, um, you know, rally, like small rallies that fake us out thinking that everything's back to normal. So just be careful. Crypto, stocks, options, it's all the same. You should only be really investing in money that you can afford to lose. And uh, here we go. Here's some, uh, here's some data from my end. Um, I've officially paused my house search. Um, right now, interest rates are, or mortgage interest rates at least, are at 6.1. Uh, that's the most recent quote that I've heard from my friend group because one of my closest friends is moving to Oregon um, and he's getting quoted 6.1 uh, for a house in Oregon. 
Uh, and it sucks, right? Like I, I think I've talked my mouth off on just how much of a goal and like how much of a like, you know, how much I've wanted a house. Um, and it 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 feels pretty bad, right? I'm not gonna pretend like it's it's something that I'm just totally okay with. I'm still coming to terms with the fact that I am now moving to a one bedroom. Uh, just for a year, so that's a 13-month lease. Um, it's in the city that I lived in prior that I really loved, and it's going to feel good being back in, in that city. Um, and I have to say, like, I am glad that I'm also not settling. I guess this is where the copium starts. I'm, I'm glad I'm not settling on a home that I wasn't, like, 100% okay with or 100% happy with. I know that there's, like, a like a push and pull on just like how much you're going to be okay with like oh you can always just remodel some of the flooring or some of the cabinets or any of that stuff which I don't necessarily mind but it did also feel bad understanding how hot the market was um and uh just like how much more I'm paying for this house that I know that if I just like you know maybe wait maybe if I save up even more I'll just like buy a house in a different bracket you know, because like in California, most normal houses are like 800 to 900K uh, at closing. And, um, you know, yeah, if at that range, there's only a few like diamonds in the rough that like really are like, wow, you know, I really like this house. I'd be really proud of it. Um, but when you get up to like the 1.1, 1.2, 1.3, like all of those houses are like, I'd love to live in any of those if, if granted the opportunity to. So putting the housing on pause, I think maybe the next time I search might be when I have a wife, you know, like just kind of nudging at that kind of news. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just, I'm just super excited. Um, just seeing what like this, uh, <laughs> this later half of the year brings. I'm moving um, in about like two weeks. So it's going to be uh, a, a pretty just busy like next two months uh and i feel like i always get like some the the big events don't stop right like but at least my parents are doing well like my mom just got like her hair colored and she cut her bangs and and you know like it, I, that's my mom so i'm gonna say she's beautiful and everything but like <laughs> it's just so funny because that haircut would <laughs> would not uh fly with you know the younger the younger girls of this generation but <laughs> that's my mama that's my mama. Oh, and um, also, I just totally forgot. Like, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to everybody, um, especially to the fathers. Uh, just a little bit more background uh, about me. I have divorced parents. My parents divorced when they were uh, when I was five. And, uh, yeah, my my dad is still, my biological dad is still very close to me. We, we talk, like, maybe once a month on the phone, and I still go to him for my dental appointments. Um, but yeah, my stepdad, uh, recently diagnosed with diabetes. I gave him a call. He was just waking up from nap cause he couldn't sleep that well from, uh, just, you know, nerve pain in his legs from just, you know, the diabetes and stuff. But other than like physical health, like my parents are rocking. Like I would, it, it's, it's a really, really weird thing to say, but it feels way better when it's like, uh, like a physical thing that's happening rather than a mental thing because 
when your parents are sad and the, you know those are like you know the role models in your life but also like people that you're trying to take care of like if you're in a good mood but you're sick like that's i think way better than if you're in a bad mood and not sick and i'm saying bad mood as like almost a a, a alternative way of saying like depressed I, I guess i'll just say just to remove any stigma like when you're depressed it's so hard it is just so hard um which you know i just kind of leave for for maybe no, another episode but my parents are doing really well and all of these other things are kind of happening in my life right now where i can't really disclose a lot of a lot of the professional parts of my life right now but that's also sort of changing now too just lots and lots of moving pieces but it's all exciting i'm in a great mood um putting the house on pause moving to a one bedroom in the city that i love to be in um i think i'm gonna start doing some other pieces of content which is going to be a total surprise i'm not gonna even mention it on this podcast until it, the video uh, i mean it's not a video it's, not, <laughs> it's just, um yeah yeah let's just go to the next section <laughs> And uh, just to get into today's topic, uh, I want to just formally announce that I'll be dollar cost averaging starting, you know, sometime this next coming week um, on my red positions that includes uh, PayPal and AMD. Um, I also want to say that I might be putting on a little bit more um, obligation. I might be writing more cash secured puts. Um, This is all stemming from me pausing uh, buying a house, right? Because uh before i had to be extra uber careful just in case if i needed to liquidate uh, my portfolio to make a huge down payment but now that that's on pause um i'm able to be a lot more flexible a lot more like quote risky uh and then also invest more Uh, i had a very passive stance where i wasn't choosing to put in more just to sell more covered calls whenever it was of what I considered most optimal. And while that works when the market does decide to rally a few times, uh, it's not a consistent way to actively lower my break even or my cost basis to help me eventually break even. So coming this week, I'm gonna be dollar cost averaging um, on AMD and PayPal um, and you know possibly looking at uh, some Nvidia strikes to re-enter Nvidia uh, as well as a few other stocks, but I kind of just like you know, save those for, I don't know, just my Discord or wherever I dump my ideas to, whether it's Patreon, Discord, it doesn't really matter. Um, so yeah, that's exciting. I feel like I've been really constricted with my trading strategies that I was able to deploy. But now that um, I'm healthy again, I have the mental p- capacity to like trade and do all the other things I do in an everyday life. Um, I feel good and I feel... Ex- I, I just feel like I'm about to have a lot of fun. I mean, there's so many things are changing in my life right now. And um, yeah, I just got to say that I'm grateful. Um, I also imagine some of you might be thinking like, Junie, you know, you just mentioned that you um, got, you know, somewhat rewarded for waiting um, and not participating in the correction on the way down. Um, and so what makes you think is it's a good time to say, uh, re-enter the market now in some capacity, like whether if it's dollar cost averaging or like writing more cash secure puts, like why would you just not continue waiting? And to that, it's really me just justifying with my entry going in now with that 
I've saved basically, I, I can't quantify it, but I've saved a lot of money by not um, investing on the way down because I was luckily just like waiting to see if I was going to land on a house, right? So I'm kind of just doing this like balancing act of like just justifying that, hey, because I saved, like I'm doing air quotes, because I saved so much money by not investing earlier because I was saving for a down payment, like now any sort of loss from here, I'm doing, you know, like metaphorically or, you know, somewhat better than anyone that has invested during this correction. Not saying that like, oh, you know, I'm beating everyone, but just just like a very high level, um, like, copium type of phrase that I like to say is like, I'm beating everyone that has invested in this time period. And that was a pretty long time period where I just chose to not dollar cost average more. But something else to justify this action is that I'm planning to not buy 100 shares at a time that I usually do. Um, when it comes to dollar cost averaging this time around, I'm probably only going to buy like possibly like 15 and, or like 13 and 12 shares at a time where, you know, I buy in batches of uh, like 25 per week. Um, so it just depends on kind of just where the market starts heading. If we start, you know, ramping up, I'll probably continue just doing 13 and 12. Um, if we start going down quite a bit, maybe I start um, doing 25 because I just want to be a little bit more aggressive. And by 13 and 12 and 25, I'm just talking about number of shares. I'm not buying calls. Like that's not something that I plan to do. I'm not trying to time the bottom and buy calls and then profit on the way up. Omega big. <laughs> um, but rather, I'm definitely trying to get a hold of my cost basis, get control of that just a little bit, just so covered calls start making more sense. But that's way easier said than done, right? Because we've been correcting a whole bunch. So every time you buy, it's just like, wow, I'm just still way out of the money. This feels really bad. But um, yeah, we'll see if I pause again, um, maybe if the market just gets too crazy. But because I've taken such a long pause, um, I'm really, really far away from my break even. So I do need to do some sort of lowering of my break even outside of covered calls because those don't make sense right now. And I think it would be this week, right? With this announcement of me dollar cost averaging back into AMD and PayPal in some capacity. And if I'm feeling good enough uh, in terms of just confidence, uh, I might consider writing cash secure put on say, uh, NVIDIA or any of the red positions I'm currently in for AMD or PayPal. Um, before we end today's episode, I also do want to say that uh, just because I'm invested in something does not mean that you should invest in it. I'm invested into AMD and PayPal for my own reasons. I enjoy trading NVIDIA for my own reasons. I enjoy watching Shopify stock for my own reasons. Um, Times like right now is a really good indicator of whether or not you personally like your stock. Um, if you, you know, say that maybe you followed someone else into a stock position, maybe you're more inclined to sell it because you just don't have that sort of, oh man, it sounds so weird to say, but you don't have like that particular connection to the stock. Maybe like if you're an Android user, but you know that Apple is like the safe haven. Um, it's going to be a little bit tougher for you to hold if you don't have an iPhone and you just like really, or maybe you don't have a MacBook and you just, 
you know, don't fully believe in the company. It's going to be very, very hard to uh, buy more stock or, you know, lower your break even and do more of these like scary things during red markets if you don't have this sort of connection with that particular company or that stock you're invested in. So do some tally of like your portfolio, just like take a look around, see, you know, which stocks you've been dollar cost averaging in. Um, because those are typically the ones that you feel more confident in. Maybe it's because of a connection or maybe because of some other piece of news. But just do some tally of your portfolio and your watch list this week. Um, maybe it'll be good to just focus on a, f- on a fewer number of stocks so that, you know, maybe if your watch list is huge, you know, there's going to be like deals every day because maybe one company has um, news announcements and some other companies have news announcements. But if you do the due diligence beforehand, you're not going to get bombarded with these notifications of price drops or news announcements if your watch list is really small. Like, focus on what you want to be buying on the way down and not necessarily like just buying of opportunity as it comes up. Because when opportunity comes up and you're not really planning to buy it, that's kind of where like that overexcitement comes in. You might buy too much of this just without doing doing enough research. But if you really focus on, say, like four or five stocks that you really, really like, then just put those into your watch list and then take notes of those as, you know, the, the trading days go by. Instead of having like this watch list of 30 stocks where you're getting bombarded with all these types of news and all these price alerts and all these things that you, of all these companies that you're not particularly loving, that you just kind of like sort of like or you might have heard of in passing. Um, tips like these end up saving you a lot of money in the future um but you know these are kind of the boring stuff like because i'm not telling you basically what stocks to buy i understand that could be frustrating but that's also what sets me apart i i feel like i'm doing a really good job up until this point um i feel like i've been very consistent with just you know what i've what i've been saying and what i've been um kind of just talking about on the podcast i feel like a lot of people that i've seen um go on youtube and you know, do all these like GameStop, BlackBerry, all these like hyped stocks, all these like different types of strategy with leaps, and like these people are really quiet right now, and they've stopped a lot of their content, and I think it's because you know they're just done. There's nothing to chase right now because everything's going down. But rather, you know, I've I think I've done a good job of having a responsive approach, no matter how bullish the market is. So, yeah. Um, thank you for listening. It's always a pleasure talking and speaking to the microphone and knowing that there's like some people out there that are willing to listen. I appreciate everyone that gives me like this period of time where you do listen, whether if it's on your commute or whether if you're trafficking planes or if you're running, jogging, playing disc golf, uh, grilling uh, in your backyard with your family on Father's Day, any, any sort of time um, I'm super, super thankful for. That's something that I've gotten an appreciation for probably in the last like two years, maybe. I, I've been, I've had, I've done content before. Like I've been um, on different platforms where I've got, I've also had a different following. This following that I have right now on this podcast and just dating in general is fractions smaller than um, my previous audience but I was less grateful for my audience before and the amount of people that were supporting me Uh, and so that kind of like led to my content being I don't know like less authentic and kind of not delivering to what I consider to be good content now so 
just want to just say that I'm appreciative of everyone giving me time of day uh, because I understand you have so many other choices and so many other different um, avenues of entertainment, even in the podcast where there's so many, uh, there's so many cool podcasts and the fact that you listen to mine means the world to me. So thank you so much. Um, Have a fantastic week. Um, Again, market is closed for Juneteenth and today is Father's Day. And um, yeah, call your parents. <laughs> yeah, I call myself the best podcast in the world. And then I say, call your parents. And then everyone in the car or traffic planes is just like, oh, I know I should do it. Uh. <laughs> but do it. They miss you. And, you know, uh, maybe you don't have parents. I'm sure that there are parental figures somewhere in your life that you're appreciative of. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see everybody next week. And uh, yeah, bye bye. Alrighty, you can follow me on Twitch at Real Theta Gang. You can follow me on Twitter at Real Theta Gang. You can email me at juni at thetagang.com. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to my patrons here. Uh, that's Pocket Change, Avrilian, Mike D, Slow Motion, Jay Z, and Sumetrics. Uh, Pastor Bedtime, Empty Cans, Mods, Norco, Royal, Mitch Brady 7, Upstream Puddle, GJ Wilson, BJ Kim, Statistically Random, Steven, and Shares, Mr. Integrity, Drevy, Island Bell, DJ Mac 86, Nav, Lad TC, Mallman 1856, M. Hayden, Little, Mr. Sneezy, Mano, Dum Dum, Ground Pound 85, Leo Jetson, Fancy Wolf, Maestro XC, McFly, Seneca, Mamma Chicken Dinner, Ivan Yurkanov, Arfman, Lord Skeletor, Lazy Reservist, The Jester, Kaput, Rustier, Shifty, AG, Theta Ray, UXV, El Finko, 4RT, Camp McMoney, RRL, and Ancest 88. Wow, I think COVID made me a better reader. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, (laughs) that's enough for me. I got to go to a Father's Day dinner for my um, girlfriend's parents. And, uh, yeah, just thankful for everybody. Thank you for listening, and I'll see everybody next week. Bye.